do you enjoy a tipple? Maybe mid-afternoon, maybe on the course, maybe early morning. If you do, and you don't want to lug the bottle around with you, and you're looking for the perfect vessel to tote around your finest beverage of choice, head over to ragproper.com. That's R-A-G-P-R-O-P-E-R.com for the original modern glass flask. I'm sure you all are familiar drinking out of the old metal, stainless, metallic. It's just not good. Just not good. It's not good for the booze. Head over to ragproper.com. Get yourself a modern glass flask. And tell them birdies and bourbon sent you. Are you looking for a special gift for that someone for maybe just some random occasion? Go check out slabcigarclub.com. Their mission is to curate an unparalleled monthly experience delivering cigars to aficionados and beginners alike. If you appreciate a good smoke or you know somebody that does, be sure to go and check out slabcigarclub.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, I would say we're going a little off script again this time. However, it won't be the first time on the show. I'm not talking about Dan. Um, It will be the first time that this gentleman has uh, had an engaging and alcohol cigar fueled conversation (laughs) with me. True story. Hey, you know, it's a. It's allegedly, uh, but it's a pleasure to have the cigar Don on the show. Don, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Don. Cheers. Thank you. Happy New Year. How you guys doing? Happy New Year. Breaking it in. Yeah, uh, I, I'm breaking. I'm breaking it in so that I'm going to go on mute because my uh, Mac says it's about to die. So plug uh, that puppy in. Hey, tell everybody where you're from. What? Uh, who we got on the show? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, named Ryan uh, Ryan Hardenbrook, uh, the also affectionately known as the Cigar Don, or the Don, or whatever, or late for dinner, or needs more cigars. <laughs> Hashtag. That's my that's, that's my peacekeeping name. Um, no, I uh, I live in Tampa, Florida. Um, from all over, lived in Las Vegas for a long time. Uh, uh, lived in uh, a lot of different places, but uh, call Tampa home now. Love the Southeast. Uh, very much enjoy it out here. It's we actually got a little bit of rain, I think, starting to come in. Just got off the golf course in uh, Southern Hills Plantation in Brooksville, and um, yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, I've known known Cal. I feel like, oh my god, when did I first meet Cal? I think I first met him at Ugly Sweater three years ago. Oh, nice. Three years ago, Ugly Sweater was when I first met him, and. Um, we had an absolute blast. We, I, I, in fact, I didn't remember what he brought. He brought, uh, he brought wild turkey. <laughs> what it was? It was the rare turkey, rare, rare breed. And it was the rye, rare, rare breed rye. rye. You had the rye. And yeah, you had the rye. It was super good, man. We drank the heck out of that thing. We had a great day. 
enjoyed it and uh, been uh, been getting together and having some smokes and some uh, some bourbon ever since. I'm glad nice. you remember that. <laughs> yeah, there's an elephant in here somewhere, and it's not just because I'm I'm slightly portly. <laughs> yeah, you, you, may have, you may have one on me. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this experiment is going so far. I, I don't know what's happened to my. Uh, to my internet, to my uh, computer, but nevertheless, you're doing uh, fine. Yeah, yeah, you're coming through. I'm doing fine until yeah. it dies. So yeah, yeah, until uh, it dies. Balmy, uh, balmy, sixty degrees. We're practically freezing here. I got the hoodie on. <laughs> it's it's full hoodie season. I don't even know what to do. Woke up this morning. It was forty-seven. Want to cry? You know. Mm. But uh, other than that, Florida's great. So we've got a little bit of a series that we're gonna we're, we're gonna attempt. I, th- I think it's gonna go just fine. Um, if you don't know the cigar don and and what's going on and kind of the way this started, it did start at a conversation at Sweetens, and uh, naturally, naturally. Uh, and Ryan is um, I'm gonna call you the curator. If you want to call yourself something different, feel free. But I'm gonna Good call you the, the curator. For uh, Slab Cigars, uh, Slab Cigar Club, and I'm going to do, for those of you that are just listening, you won't see, you'll hear me unboxing, which is very professional, always good for uh, for the audio. <laughs> um, but once a month, I receive, a, uh, I receive an attractive little box, and inside said box... I get all these. Technically, the box is nondescript, which is how we like it. Yeah. It is nondescript. Right? You know? Yeah, you, you wouldn't know. <laughs> got, uh, I got on a the Michael, outside, it's... I got a Michael Jordan on a on a rubber duck yet. Oh, that's, that Jordan? was uh, okay. So yeah, so, so 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 I'll give you the quick. While you're doing this, I'll give you the rundown. By the way, that sticker is fantastic. So Slab Cigars is uh, uh, Slab Cigar Club. Uh, we've been around since 2020. Um, we didn't really start the club until about 2021, end of 2020, something like that. Um, it really came as a thing. I was I was uh, I'd moved to Tampa. I've been in the cigars since I was about 18, and when I got got out into Tampa, I, I get great. I've got a lot of friends in the industry, and so I get some great deals and pricing. And and I was at the point when we decided to do the club. I think I was shipping like I don't know forty to fifty care packages a month. Those little misfit toys for this month, December. That's the that's the December pack we'll call it. You know. And so I was shipping all these care packages all over the country just to friends who were like, you know, a lot of them in California and New York and other states where they get, just get blitzed with taxes. And and they were like, man, you know, this is great. We really appreciate it. We're paying 50% what we normally pay. And my buddy came to me and he was like, hey, why don't we just make this a membership thing and you can just have all kinds of fun with it, right? And I was like, all right, well, we'll try it out. And I'm not the most organized person. Um, I'm, I'm uh, intelligently organized which means just enough to get things done but not enough to look like i know what i'm doing and um and so we uh we started uh, I, I told him i said hey if you run the the bulk of the operations and let me curate the cigars we're gonna be just great so we start with that uh slab stands for i get this question a lot slab stands for, stands for smoke like a boss so smoke like a boss cigars <laughs> fun little fun little nice note for those that don't know um but uh yeah we we started doing cigars and and it really was just a thing kind of was a labor of love and, and something that we, I get to enjoy doing and I'd find all kinds of cool sticks. And, um, you know, a lot of what we try to send 
you know, I've, I'm really good friends with Brian Destin, who owns Bravada. I'm friends with a lot of guys in the industry. And, and, and so I, I love the fact that it's growing and that, that cigars are becoming a cultural thing that's starting to, to become much more adaptable um, to, to different cities and, and lounges are popping up and really different. You know, it's created a really cool culture. And um, so for us, we didn't, we weren't looking to uproot anybody or, or disrupt anything. We were more looking to provide an uh, easy way to um, experience cigars that was a lot less intimidating and um, a lot more fun. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, if we have fun with it, other people have fun with it. Yeah, you know, nice. so that was the thing we, yeah, we, we, we started out with, um, I, I mean, the first, I think, four or five packs, some of the cigars in those packs, I, I remember distinctly, I have a few left over. Most of those cigars were aged 10 plus years. And so the, these guys were getting these cigars are just absolute bangers, right? And they're like, what in the world? This is great. And when you have a smaller club, you can do that. You know, you can you can find stuff that's in the back of humidors. And that. Yep, yep. we do a little bourbon. There's a little bourbon that, that might, we don't openly, you know, talk about the fact that sometimes you might get bourbon. But the benefit to a membership club is allegedly. that uh, we don't, allegedly, allegedly the benefit to a membership club is that uh, we don't promise anything and we deliver a lot. So we, we don't have uh, any legal obligations to, to, to ship anything specific. We we tell people what we think we're going to ship so that we have the freedom to ship all kinds of fun goodies. And so we, we try to do a quarterly drop of uh, bourbon sample. Um, and uh, and every month uh, we have – everybody gets four cigars minimum. Um, one out of every eight uh, subscribers gets a, gets a, what we call a, a, a dewy drop or a unicorn, if you will. And it's something that's – you know, really, it's coming out of my humidor, so it's something that's good, really, really good and old usually. And uh, I mean, we have this year. I think we've given away, and the in the Dewey drops, we've given away three boxes of 2017 Los Calaveras from Crown Head. Wow! And it is like those those are super hard to find so it's been a lot of fun so we do all that kind of stuff we have new pack that just dropped called short kings um for those that like cigars and want a great premium cigar but want something that's 20 to 30 minutes long and don't want to be there for hours on end uh that one just dropped yesterday and it's kind of caught fire already (laughs) which is cool uh it's a good problem to have um that one we're not going to cap we're capping the subscription that you just unveiled there um at 150 members so there will never be more that's it um that's that's the way it is nice. so yeah we we really enjoy it i love cigars man i i i am uh I'm really really passionate about it I, I like everything about it i like the culture i like the conversation i like the everything that it creates so yeah so this so so what i just unboxed this was the uh, the december box uh, I was mm-hmm. out of town for a couple of weeks, so I, I didn't make it. I was gone by the time the box came in. Uh, I just yep. opened it up. It is no longer December, and these cigars are, I mean, they're fresh. Fresh nothing as can wrong, be, right? Nothing wrong with anything that sat uh, in a mailbox for a couple of weeks, probably, you know, since, uh, since, since I didn't collect it in time or wasn't here to collect it. But, yeah. Nice, fresh cigars. You know what I like is, um, so I'm always overwhelmed when I walk into a cigar shop. Uh, I'm probably never overwhelmed when I walk into a bourbon shop uh, or, or a liquor. I'll say a liquor store. 
And, and I'm overwhelmed because, you know, I mean, I can talk about Connecticut rappers and I can talk about Maduros and I can talk about Robustos and short stories. I, I, I know enough to know what I can gravitate towards that I've had before that I know I like. What I don't know, which is a great experience in, um, in, in knowing you, and Ryan, and, and, and having you as a resource, is I know I'm always going to get a good smoke. And I'm usually going to get two. And I'm usually going to get one of these, hey, I know you like this one. Here you go. Or I know you like this. Try this. It's very similar. And it's given me a different experience. And yeah. rarely do I say, I don't like that. I think the interesting thing about the um, about the subscription service, if you will, or the club, is that I don't the the cigars. They're I'm going to call them private labeled, if you will, and I get to experience. Um, so I'm going to get to experience a. I don't know. You'll 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 call the names out. Yeah, throw those up there. I'll I'll tell you what they are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So so the four cigars you got. So so you to your point. Uh, that one's a, that's a Robert Caldwell cigar right there. Um, so that's uh, we get a lot of stuff. We do a lot of stuff with uh, Caldwell. We do a lot of stuff with Tabacalera Ventura down in the Dominican. Um, Willie Ventura is a great friend. I've known him for years and years, um, and uh, runs an incredible factory down there. And um, uh, they make just fantastic cigars. So Willie was at Davidoff for thirty plus years as a blender and manager and COO of their factory. Um, he's been doing stuff with uh, Room One Hundred One. It's a lot of stuff that you've smoked from from Room One Hundred One, Caldwell. Uh, 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 let's see here, La Barba. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff that you've had. A lot of Davidoff. Any lost and found, that's all coming from that factory, right? Adventura. Adventura's got a couple of great spots in Atlanta, um, shops that they're in in Atlanta. So we get a lot of cigars from them. We get a lot of cigars locally from some of the, the guys that bring them in here, my father. Um, uh, we get a fair bit from uh, – we occasionally get some Fuentes that show up in there. Um, we get a fair bit from, from uh, Oliva. So for us, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of different kinds of things. So, um, one of the things that we wanted to do, um, when we were doing this club was, and, and was important to me was part of removing the intimidation was beginning to understand what you liked and what you didn't. And it's hard to do that when you're walking into a cigar shop or a lounge or a golf course and you're having one cigar that you may not remember what you had and whatever. Right. So we try to give people the opportunity to experience a lot of different kinds of flavors every month. So there's never just one flavor that is there every month. Um, we do a, we try to give you a wide range of different kinds of flavors every month, different sizes, different shapes. You know, people are really sensitive to the shape of a cigar, mm -hmm. you know, and how they, how they smoke it. So, um, so that's something that we do. We do quite a bit. We, we did the private labeling from the beginning, like I said, just to kind of remove some of the, the, you know, the gusto of smoking a label instead of smoking a cigar. And so sometimes we can tell people, I'd say a fair bit at time, we can tell people what is in what cigars they smoked. And I try to do that on the videos. So on the Instagram page we have for slab uh, once a month, I go on and I go, Hey, here's what you're getting this month. Here's what I can tell you about it. Here's what I can't Right? Some of it we can't disclose. Um, some of these guys we're getting, the, we're getting cigars from don't want people knowing that they're getting a, you know, retail 15, $20 cigar for nine, $10. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Sure. So there's a little bit of protecting, you know, we want to protect the field in that. Right. 
So, and I think some of that, I feel like some of that happens in the bourbon industry, right? I mean, I feel like private, private barrels and, you know, some of that happens a fair bit. One second. Hold Sorry about that. I had to get my order in here. <laughs> no, um, no problem. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on in the bourbon industry, too, where they're, they're sourcing their bourbon, right? Not everybody wants everybody to know that they're sourcing it. Most people are kind of transparent about it, but uh, there's always a little bit of sensitivity there, for sure. Yeah. So I'm sure people who listen to this podcast probably hear that stuff. But will you demystify that a little bit for me? Like, what is what is the sourcing stuff? So, like, is there there's certain places that make it? Because that's kind of how cigars are to a certain extent. Yeah, it's Cal. You want to take that? Can you hear us now? All right. You know, talk about MGP and all that. Ryan did say it was uh, getting ready to storm and rain. Uh, oh yes. Inevitably, it's impacted my computer <laughs> in, in Atlanta. Hey, you know, it rains. When it rains in Florida, it rains everywhere. It rains everywhere. So I, I don't know where we got to. Are we, are we still talking? Uh, are we still talking? Well, so he, here, wants, to those, so, he wants to hear about yeah, like yeah, MGP real, and the source bourbons versus the ones that are doing in house. Yeah. The process Ooh, like, and all yeah, that. We're kind talking of about stuff. sourcing cigars, right? Yeah. yeah like like what cheers. I put, uh, like what I put in this uh, old fashioned. Yeah. So like I asked, I was, I was asking Dan, like demystify that a little bit for me. So like, cause in the cigar business, we do some of that, right? So like I'm taking cigars and getting cigars from different places and I'm sourcing them. And then I put private labels on, on them and I tell people what I can tell them about what it is and what it isn't. Right. But in the bourbon industry, I feel like that happens a lot too. Cause a lot of times I don't know, I'll, I'll be drinking something and buddies like, like old Kirk's right. A good example. I got, I got a bottle of old Kirk on a whim and my buddy was like, you're going to like that cause it's this mm-hmm. right. And I was like, what is that? How could it be that? And so so demystify that for me. So I I think it's a lot like the cigar experience, right? I mean, I I think a lot of people, I think a lot of folks smoke cigars. And I don't know that anyone uh, discerns like, you know, it's a a different kind of wrapper. I think think someone would more so say that, hey, I like a dark cigar versus a lighter colored cigar. Or I like a lighter bodied cigar versus give me a full flavored cigar. And I don't know that... Uh, that folks are exactly explaining. Um, I don't know that any that it has been explained. I don't know if people care, but I don't know that it's been explained to the point of, well, hey, here's here's why you like what you're smoking, right? So here's um, so this little pigtail robusto, right? Versus this right. Uh, shit, is it Corona? So yeah, so so that's a, that's a you call it, it's a long Corona, a Corona Gorda, is, okay. is what they call that. Yeah, so I mean, in, in these two, and I mean, there's there's definitely two. Uh, that, you know, this is a darker wrapper versus a lighter wrapper, but because of the shape of this cigar, I'm going to get a different experience based on how much smoke I'm 100%. getting out of this thing. It's going to burn. Is it going to burn longer? I don't know. I mean, with the the circumference or the gauge of this one, I mean, we could wind up with kind of an equal smoke time but it's gonna i'm gonna have more smoke probably hitting a palate than i am you know here maybe than i am here however i might get i'm gonna get a different draw in my right hand versus my left hand so back to the question of how does it work in the how does it work in the whiskey world well i think that 
I think there are still a lot of people that don't know what MGP is. And and those are the folks like and I mean I seriously, I mean I and, and those are the folks I think that are um, you know, I, I spent two weeks in East Tennessee at, you know, and a lot of it was at my mom's bar and somebody that comes in there that likes a, that likes Jack and Coke. They don't know what they don't know what the fuck MGP is. They have no they have no idea. They don't even know that you can go buy a tote of whiskey, right? That's uh, you know ever how many gallons the the tote that they buy is going to hold. Like what? And you and I have talked about Aaron at Smoke Wagon, right? I mean with that. You know, yes. With the, with well, that. yeah, because he he sources right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's no secret. And I think that that's kind of helped the, I think it's helped the industry. I helped it. I think it's helped to engage the, uh, maybe the amateur drinker of which I, I still am. Um, but again, it's, uh, it's, I, I, there, I think there's something to be said. And you and I talked a little bit before we started recording and it's like, Hey, what, what can you tell me about sourcing and where you get things from? And, you know, I mean, the bird, Urban world, whiskey world. I don't know if it's as cult-ish as the cigar world. Just, just because cult, of what. The, yeah, that's a that's right? a great I mean, word for that for our business. Yeah, j- just as yeah. Okay, actually, can I get? Hey, what should I drink? I'm drinking bourbon. What should I drink? Everybody uh, say hi to Christy. Uh, uh, hi, Christy. Uh, well, I mean, if somebody said, "I, I will give me your go-to," I mean, I'd say wild turkey rare breed. Now, I don't know if you they have wild that. turkey. No, no. What about what about uh, what do we have? Uh, let's go. Um, uh, e. H. Taylor, or Eagle Rare. What do you want? Ooh, E. H. Taylor, all day. All day. rare. E. H. Taylor. You want E. H. E. H. Wait, she said she, she said she's out at E. H. Uh, they were going Eagle Rare. <laughs> no, let's go Eagle Rare. Okay. Neat. Yeah, as always. Eagle Rare is yeah. great. I Eagle think- Rare. Eagle Rare is solid. Now, Eagle Rare. So here's so the check. Well, hold on. I want to come back to something you said. So you said, Colt, you're so dead on. I so like okay. So I'm a cigar smoker first. I happen to dabble in curating cigars and co-owning this cigar club, right? But it's a club, man. Like this is just a gathering of a bunch of guys who like the same thing, right? So when you talk about the Colt side, it is so that way in this industry. It's ridiculous. And, and I will say that that is part of the intimidation factor when you walk into a lounge. Mm. So like there are lounges yeah. you walk into, right? Like uh, I'll use an example of, of a group that gets it right. Okay. And they're in your town, right? So in Atlanta, if you go to burn by rocket bitch tell, okay. Yeah. Downtown by, by, by the ballpark. Right. Yep. They get it right. I mean, my man Anthony is is one of the the, the cigar sommeliers there, and and when you walk in, he kind of talks to you about, hey, what are the flavors that you like? What are the things that you enjoy? Like, talk me through some things. That, like, and he's asking questions like, what kind of cereal do you like? <laughs> he'll ask you nice. questions like, he'll ask you questions like, do you so do you like ham or turkey? You know, it's the strangest thing when you first walk in, but it's kind of disarming because you're like, well, I can answer that. You sure. know, oh, I like strawberry jelly over over grape. You know, oh, I don't like sour. I like you know or bitter. I like sweet. You know, or I like uh, creamy, or I like whatever. And the way that they go about getting you disarmed so that they can help you get a good experience is how most. Of, thank you. How most of the industry should be. 
Should be. Should be. Should be. But it's not. And so when you walk into these places, you've got guys that have been smoking the same thing for for 60 years. And they're like, I smoke Macanudo, you know, know, uh, Macanudo cafes, or I smoke, you know, Monte Cristo whites, and that's all I smoke. No, but that's that's your Jack Daniels drinker. That's your Maker's Mark drinker. That's your your Four Roses drinker. And and it's like, there there is no, hey, what should I get? And what should I have? It's, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to have. And we don't deviate from... In fact, if you don't have it, I might go somewhere else. But I don't feel like that. that so, so in the liquor business, I would say not in the liquor business. When I go to a bar, if I get a drink, if I try something, and I get a drink and I don't like it, I'll get another one. Okay. People don't do that with cigars. So, like when people go to a cigar lounge and they have a cigar that they don't like, they won't smoke like there's there's some numbers behind some of the stuff and i don't have it in front of me but it's crazy when you look at some of the stuff the information the pca's got on people who will go into a cigar if they have or go to a cigar lounge if they have a bad experience with a cigar they won't smoke for a month or two before they go in again Hmm. if they're a casual smoker right because they just they don't want to have that bad experience again and it's not like other other like like alcohol where when you go in and you get a bad cocktail you get a bad drink or you have a bad other vices right yeah the other vices people people are so dismissive of, of having a bad one they'll try something else that's not the same in cigars and so it puts a really it makes it really really important to curate what you're what you're putting in front of somebody right so like when i have and you said it earlier, we were talking about, you were, you were saying, hey, you know me well enough, you've given me enough cigars now that when you come see me, you have something for me and you know that I'm going to like it because I know what you like, right? Okay, so if if you can think about it, that's the kind of experience that we want to be able to have for people, sure. right? And so when I go give somebody a cigar for the first time, um, it's it's funny, most, most people who have their first cigar, it's some garbage cigar that's coming out of a bundle that they've gotten from their their granddaddy's best bud who lives next door and was in the war, right? And probably and a little crunchy. It, yeah, a little crunchy. He smokes when he when he when he goes and cuts the yard, and and that's what he's about, right? So he goes and you, you get one of those, and you're like, this tastes not very good. I don't like the flavor of that, right? It tastes like bitter grass or whatever, right? When I give somebody a cigar, I'm giving them a Davidoff. I'm giving them, you know, um, you know. Usually, I, my go-to's are Davidoff, Sober Mesa, Fuente. Um, you know, some of that. Sober Mesa is owned by Steve Saka and is Dumbarton, Dumbarton and Trust, right? But I'm giving them something that I know is a great cigar. Now they're expensive, but if I'm giving a gift, who cares? I want them to come back and enjoy the experience with me again. You, right? you say you say expensive. Let, let me let me let me put this into my words and and you tell me how far off I am. Uh, I, I'll gi- I'll give you a good example too. I can the first good cigar experience that I had. And it's been it's been several years ago. Um I'm sure you've heard of JRs. I don't think you mind yep. if we okay. So we no, we, I love I, I do a ton with all this, so I love JRs. All right, Big so fan. so Dan and I were on our way. We were on our way to play golf, or we were on our way to a golf tournament. We were on our way somewhere, North Carolina. Oh, we Burlington. Stopped, yeah. We, yep, yep. We stop stop at JRs, and we pick up a five pack of Jaime Garcias. 
Mm. Most Man, people know knock him as, you on your most, rear most, end, my friend. Most, pe- most people know him as Jamie. Uh, <laughs> we picked up a five pack. Jamie, it's a little bit of Yiddish in there. You got to get the Yiddish. Jaime. Most people, you know, Jaime, a pack of a five pack of Madura. Jaime Garcia cigar. Jaime cigar. Robustos. And uh, I don't know, wherever we wound up at, we fired one of those babies up. Now, don't get me wrong. We were, we weren't well lubricated, but we were on our way. (laughs) And I'm like, holy shit, that's a good cigar. Mm -hmm. And now I wouldn't say that that's a cigar for everybody. Uh, No, but it's well constructed. It's well constructed. It draws well. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll pause on that for a second. So people get enamored with Cuban cigars. One of the downsides of Cuban, and I think this is a little overblown, but it, it, it's really not because it's so seasonal with Cuba, right? Um, but Cuban cigars, if you get a box of 20, you're going to get about five cigars that have draws that are not very good, where you just can't smoke that cigar. It's gone, right? Yep. One of the one of the positives of the modern, we'll call them premium modern premium cigars, whether it's coming from Dominican or Nicaragua or you know Costa Rica or Honduras, whatever, they they the quality control in a draw, the quality control in the construction, the quality control and all of that is so much better than it has ever been, and that and and is significantly better than comes out of some traditional cigar places like Cuba. Right. Yeah, I, I heard the other day. I don't know if this is true. So th- this is a, this is one of those curveballs that I say I'm never going to throw, but I'm, I'm throwing throw a curveball. Allegedly, at one point in time, there were more than four thousand cigar rollers in the state of Ohio in a in, in, in a commercial like a commercial rolling facility. That's accurate. Uh, Okay. That's accurate. I, I had no idea. Wow. Oh, well, you think that's a big number here? here here's, here's something that'll blow your mind. So prior to the embargo of 1953, I think, I think it was 1953, uh, the uh, Cuban embargo. Yeah. It might've been the tail end of 52. So prior to the embargo, there were more than five, you ready for this? Five million cigars rolled in the city of Tampa every month. Take, wow. take a minute to think about that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, so I couldn't, when you, I, I wouldn't so, even begin. You sh- I wish you would have asked me to guess. I, I don't know that I would have guessed that number. It's but. absurd. But here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a guess for you. What do you think the the modern day valuation of that industry would be? Uh, had it not been for the embargo? Yes. So if they were pumping five million cigars out at the same rate like they were then. Yeah. Cigars were smoked, by the way, at the time, and this is another fun factoid for people. So at the time in 1953, cigars were smoked. Um, it was only it was only two to one cigarettes versus cigars. That's how Ten, popular cigars 10. were. $10.1 billion. That's pretty damn close. It's about $15.6 billion. Right. right? Yeah. Like when so, you think about that, it's a huge industry. So people that are people, and, and I'm 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 one. I'm ignorant to the cigar world. I'm very amateur in the cigar world, right? I I'm again. I know what I like. I kind of know what the colors mean. Um, yeah. But a lot of people look and they say, "Oh, you're smoking," and the amount of chemicals that don't go into a cigar. 
first. And this is yeah. not a this is not a cigar against cigarette thing. It's not well, but I'm, I mean, I, and I no, but it's important to understand the difference because most it, people yeah, don't know. And, yeah, and I've smoked plenty of cigarettes in my drunken stupor, you know, back in my in my youth. Um, but the amount of chemicals that go into a cigarette and the cigarette filter yeah. and all that shit versus you pretty. I mean, other than you might get uh, whatever glue there, and it's not even glue. The the so they use pectin. So they use a pectin, pectin, uh, which is which is the same thing they put in jelly, right? So pectin is what holds jelly together. So they roll a cigar with pectin and tobacco. And premium cigars are made with long filler versus mixed uh, or medium filler. Mixed and medium are kind of interchangeable words, oftentimes. So mixed and medium filler is leftover pieces from the premium cigars that they rolled that they put into uh, smaller, short, shorter length, a lot of shorter length cigars, right? Um, uh, the premium cigars are full tobacco leaves. So they take leaves, they bunch them together, they roll them up. Uh, you can roll them a couple of different ways. You can either do sandwich, which is where they squish them all together, right? Sandwich is one of the more common, um, I would say one of the more common techniques nowadays because it gives a better draw and most, most people in this modern cigar market, which is America, um, prefer a draw that is a little bit looser rather than a little bit tighter, okay? So sandwich, uh, sandwich uh, rolled cigars tend to be a little bit easier to draw, or they can roll in Tabato. And Tabato is a Cuban tradition, um, typically save for level eight and level nine rollers, which are the highest rollers you can get out of Cuba. And they roll it in the spiral. So if you see a really nice, like when you smoke a Davidoff or something like that, you're getting a cigar that's rolled in Tabato. So you can see where the cigar rings, almost like rings on a tree, right? They go like this, you know, down the middle, right? Um, it's, it's pretty insane. Some other things, though, when you talk about the differences from one or the other, there's no additives, there's none of that. It's just tobacco leaves. This is just straight leaves. So with that in mind, aging becomes very important. So when you age a, a leaf, like let's say you went outside and you took a leaf off your tree and you bit it, it would taste bitter, right? Um, yep. And it tastes bitter because a leaf has chlorophyll in it. And chlorophyll is it contains tannin and is bitter to the taste. Okay. The longer you age a cigar, the less chlorophyll exists in the leaves. So the whiter the ash, the older the cigar, hmm. the less chlorophyll. Okay. The less chlorophyll, the less bitter. It generally will be a smoother experience. It's gonna you're gonna get a little bit more of whatever the wrapper leaf, so the leaf that you see when you look at the cigar, you're getting more of that flavor than you are of anything else, right? But it doesn't contain a lot of the bitterness. So like an Opus X, which is one of the more I would say that's I would say an Opus X today is one of the pinnacles of cigar smoking experiences. If you have the chance to get an Opus X for a reasonable price, nowadays they go for crazy dollars, but um and Opus X, those are aged at Chateau, Chateau Fuente in, in the Dominican. And they age the tobacco for 24 years before wow. they roll it. Wow. 24 years is a long time to wait for something. Thank you. you know, if you if you were buying a whiskey that was aged for 24 years, it would it would be very it would be expensive. Yeah. Generally right. speaking, well, even if it didn't taste great, it would still be expensive. No, it'd still be expensive. Right. And so like that's that's kind of one of the things that's important with cigars is the aging process is is really important. How you age cigars is really important. Um, you know, 
So I can't age something for 24. I mean, I guess technically I could. I, I don't have the patience, nor do I have, as an amateur smoker, I don't have the patience or the equipment to age something for 24 years. And by the way, when you're talking about aging in the capacity that you just spoke about, you're aging the tobacco leaves prior to them being put into a cigar. So now let's yep. fast forward as a smoker, and I come across a cigar, and I and I'm gonna equate this. You you tell me you you redirect or 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 change the put me back in line. As a is, are cigars. Okay, you you asked ask a bourbon and whiskey question earlier. I I am a believer that I can open any bottle of whiskey on my shelf today, and every bottle of whiskey is over 80 proof or bourbon. Most of the stuff that I have is going to be in the 90s or well over 100. I believe that I could let that sit on the shelf for all of our lifetimes, and we could come along and drink it many, many, many years later. And generally speaking, I think we're going to still get very similar notes as to what the origin of the note was for that, for that spirit. All right. Yeah. And I can do that. Right. I, I can I do have the space and I can I can afford to put a few bottles back and open them up. And I don't have to worry about drinking them versus like, let's say, a wine, for instance, or let's say you're going to make cocktails and you're you need you've got a vermouth. Well, those things have a life expectancy, given the alcohol content that I'm going to need to consume them in a uh, in, a, in, a, in a, when I open them, they're going to need to get consumed, right? Now, where I would take that is, I think there, and Dan, you're a wine guy, there are bottles of wine that might taste better if you let them sit and age versus drinking them right away. The, the you know, 180, there are other bottles of wine that if you let them sit on the shelf for two years, you might open them up and you got vinegar because the intent was not for those. Uh, it wasn't for those bottles to age. So when we get to cigars and talking about how we could age them, how do I know what sh what should I be aging? And as an amateur smoker, should I be? And if I am, what should I be aging it in? And how should I be managing that process? Yeah, so I think that so there's a couple of different things. One, um, aging cigars at home is still important because, you know, I've got cigars in a lot of them that I'll have for like a year two years before I even smoke it. You know what I mean? But if it's, thank you. If it's, if it's sitting in a, in the right climate, right? So we're talking about humidifying it at the right climate, right? You don't need anything crazy to do that. You can do it. See, guys see things in cedar, cedar chests and cedar rooms. And if you have the ability to put put cedar with it and check the humidity every, you know, two or three weeks, you know, and do that, it's going to taste better because the cedar will in fact, that cedar aroma with cigars for whatever reason the tobacco absorbs it right and you really get a lot of the, the flavor notes from that more than anything else probably in the industry but if you don't humidify it properly it doesn't matter right so the humidification becomes a really big and important part and that can be tricky depending on the area that you live in like i got a buddy in in vegas when i used to live in vegas and i had to i, I used to have to um get humidity packs once a week um, and I had to get and I had to get like 75% humidity packs. Whereas in Florida, I used 69% because in Florida, it's already humid. 
And so I, the minute you, you know, you, you go to smoke it and it goes outside, it's going to be more humid. Right. So I think understanding humidification at a baseline level, like, Hey, if I'm going to get these cigars now, our, again, the reason we do the club and whether it's our club or another club or whatever, right. Not many clubs are shipping you cigars that don't have proper humidification in them. You just got to check in on them every once in a while. Right. So the cigars that we ship, if you, you can leave the humidification in our packs for, I think about roughly about six months before you need to change it. And that's a tiny little humidification pack, uh -huh. right? Like I'll it's a little you. guy. Oh, I'll show you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. Show them, show them what that looks like, but you can leave that little thing in there. If you leave it sealed, it'll be there good for six months. Right. Just a little tiny pack like that. You can get them on, on Amazon, man. They're, they're really easy. It's like uh, so, the size of a salt pack. You get at a fast food yeah. joint. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing it at home, that's, you know, letting a cigar sit for a while is only going to make it better. It's not something that's going to make it worse. Now, um, when it comes to aging cigars before you smoke them, like meeting at the factory level or at the construction and build level. So I'm smoking a cigar that's going to be in a pack, about two or three packs down the road. Um, you can't see it, but it's, it's, um, it's a Corona size. It's made by Santana, uh, 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 you know, Isaiah Santana, and it's made by the De Crossier cigars. These guys are out of Costa Rica. They are some of the best in the industry at aging cigars. So if you've ever had an Atabay or a Byron or a Bandolero mm -hmm. or uh, the, the new Alfonso series or anything like that, these guys age their tobacco in cedar. They grow it on their own farm right there. Not all of it, but they grow the wrapper on their own farm. They're a good example of how even at the industry level, they don't disclose stuff. Mm. So an Atabay cigar, you are not... They do not disclose what tobacco is inside of it. And that was a specific thing for them for a couple of reasons. One, it protects where they get the tobacco from, right? And in their case, allegedly, and I'm going to use the word allegedly because I'm not, you know, no one can confirm nor deny the truth of this. But I would tell you that with great likelihood, a fair bit of the filler in their cigars comes from a country that you are not allowed to export tobacco from. And the reason is, is because they get that as a plant. And after it's been harvested as a plant, they ship it as an agricultural item to Costa Rica. Yeah. And they sit and age that thing and those plants in cedar for years before they're put into cigars, <laughs> right? So like they don't disclose all that stuff as well, but when they age a cigar, they will take, they will make, they will roll thousands of cigars that they've already aged the tobacco in, they've done all the work, they've done everything. And even after they do all that, and they have to let the cigars, we call it rest, right? And in age, even after they do that, they might come back to it in six months and it's ready. They might come back to it in three years and it's not ready. And they will just wait and they will wait and they will wait until it's right. You know, it's the craziest, it's the craziest bit. And still like one of the things that's always interesting to me is a, a $10 cigar is you, these aren't made in a, in, in a machine, you know, these are made by hand by people. And, and they, they are something that is, it's, it's really pretty amazing. The fact that they can get to the price that they get it. it, it it's an art. You know? It's absolutely an art. Well, here's, <laughs> a, here's, a, here's a, here's a, oh, go ahead. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say it's an art. It's an art from the what, what you're just describing. I mean, it's in it's in what's going to go inside. It's what's going to go on the outside. And then somebody's got to take that and put it together in uh, in a package that is going to withstand years potentially, right? Of yep. uh, of, of readiness until it's time to be consumed. So, yeah, they don't mess around. I mean, they will they will they will be aggressive in how long they have to take for any given thing, you know. Um, excellent, thank you. Um, for are, any given these, amount of time. When are these releasing? Well, these will be in, about, I think, three packs from now. So you guys when, will see them. And, if, and if we'll people tell people, to... this is when I can tell people what it is, right? So I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll actually go through it before um, and talk through like what they're about and, and what that what's going on. These are cigars, like an Atabay costs, for a, for a Rothschild size Atabay, you're paying $45. Retail. That's not with markup. Like Opus retails for like eighteen, and markup makes it like fifty, right? Yeah. But these retail for like forty plus. And the create the, the guys that run this factory in Costa Rica, and I, I use it because it's a great example of, of guys that are doing it right, right? The guy that runs the factory is the original uh, blender and creator of the Cohiba Bujique, which is without a doubt the best cigar ever created, but ever. Period. It's if you if you've ever had the chance to have one, you I had enjoy a, I had several in Cuba a few years ago. So oh, indeed, yeah, indeed yeah, I you, have. You've had them, you know. Yeah, you know. So they're they're special. So I think it's a lot of that is the way is important. I think at home aging cigars, at home aging cigars, get your humidification right. Don't be afraid to use a Ziploc bag, right? Like I keep my it's crazy. I keep my Cuban cigars in Ziploc bags because the humidification I use for Cubans is sixty five percent. Yeah. Anytime you go to smoke a cigar, I don't care where you live, before you go smoke it, don't take it out of the bag and then just go smoke it. Take it out of the bag and set it on your kitchen counter and let it sit for about five to 10 minutes and then go smoke it. Hmm. And the reason for that is, is the humidification in your region is always going to be different than the humidification inside a climate controlled bag. All right. And so when you let your cigar adjust to the humidity in your area, your draw, the smoking experience will be so much better than if you, if you try to just take it out of the bag and cut it and light it and smoke it. Speaking of cutting it, I want to cut and light this so bad right now because it tastes so good. It's sweet. Mm -hmm. and You're going to like the, the, little, the one that's the elephant. Yeah, that's, You're that's, gonna, that's what I'm going to love. You're going to love and, that one. And speaking of with, um, and, and this is not, this, these are mispaired, by the way, but, uh, or mismatched, I should say. But I mean, it's, it's, it's what I like today and it's what tastes good. Yeah. Uh, this, it, I don't know. It's, I think it's bourbon because it's very sweet. It, there, there's, there's a lot of sweet notes in there. This is so much um, uh, strawberries and cream that come out of this. Yep. And then when I when I get a little taste of this cigar in my mouth, it just like over, just overruns with just this strawberries and sweet cream. And yeah, it's you think you thank Bill Bender for that one. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks, Bill. Yeah, yeah, let's get on the show out. and talk about this shit. <laughs> yeah, shout out Bill Bender for that one. So, so we, I'm, I'm good friends with Bill. Uh, Bill Bender, he's on Instagram. He's got a beard. He plays golf and has a bourbon company or a whiskey company now. He's a amazing human being. You've gotten to meet him, and you, you know, like he's a total nerd, just like all of us, right? Like he loves whiskey. He loves it, right? He's learning cigars, but he loves whiskey. 
And, and so we've had the privilege of having him come by a few different times. And, and every time he comes by the shop in Tampa, he'll just start. We have probably about, I don't know, 80 to a hundred different bottles at, at the shop of bourbon and, and rye and, and whiskey and a lot of barrel picks. Um, that one right there is a, is a blend of a natural barrel. There's a, there's two kinds that came out. That one I think is the natural barrel pick that we, that we have. And then we had a, the same time we released a Buffalo trace, uh, barrel pick as well. That was a little higher proof. It was a little different. Um, but, uh, but he comes in he like starts mixing stuff like he's a mixologist, right? Like you come in and he's just like, you're looking around and you're like, what you doing, Bill? And he's like, shut up, leave me alone. And he's just like pouring shit and, uh, you know, whatever. And you're like, what in the world? And, and then he'll, he'll get done and he'll be like, all right, now don't touch that for three months. Ooh, nice. And I'm like, I like that. What? And he's like, yeah, just let it sit. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so, um, you know, he's big on like doing blends and different kinds of things. And then he just lets it sit and we, we, we release it out and it's usually really good. So this is fantastic. So if you've got any of this left, you need to hold on. I I need a little bit more of this shit. So (laughs) yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring up the Sweetens next time (laughs) up there. It'll be, it'll be a little date. I'll pause at that. Hey, tell people, I'm going to grab a bottle and have another pour while we're chatting. Um, tell people where they can find you. How do they get signed up? And then we're going to have some, we're going to talk some fun shit uh, here in a sec. I love it. Yep. So uh, you find me on Instagram uh, at the, at the, the dot cigar dot Don. Uh, you can find Slab Cigars at, at Slab Cigars uh, on Instagram. Uh, the website slabcigarclub.com. Um, you know, we're we're just a bunch of passionate guys, that, the guys and gals, really, actually, uh, to be more technical. I, w- I don't want to release all the other chairmen because they don't all like to reveal their identities. We're right? a little bit of mystery behind some of that, right? Um, we got a couple that, that uh, uh, one of the guys that was involved early on, he's still involved, but he's a pastor at a church and so he's like hey man i can't i can't be out there you know yeah. <laughs> let people know right and he's like not that he's against it he's not but he's like hey you just you know he's like i gotta leave you people and i don't want to set the wrong example you know so um so you can find us in those places uh and uh we got a new pack we just got released short kings um, you know, one thing I will say, you were talking about Jaime, Jaime Garcia's Jaime, Jaime. It reminds me of, uh, what's the guy's name? I, I saw him in Atlanta too, uh, Dunham, uh, the ventriloquist guy, right? Yeah. Ahmed, Ahmed, right? Ahmed. So, but Jaime Garcia. So Jaime Garcia, that Robusto that you had, this is yeah. a fun thing I always love to talk about. People got all ripped up about Zins, right? And nicotine and, and all. Oh, it's got so much nicotine. So a Jaime Garcia cigar, just a Robusto, has approximately 800 milligrams of nicotine in it. I don't tell. I don't know what that means. What does that mean to me? So in a box of or in a, in a pack, uh, like a pouch of Zin, like a little tin of Zin. Yeah. You got about 600. Wow. Oh shit. You mean in one 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 box or one pouch? One tin. Okay, mm. the whole tin. The whole tin. Jeez. Ooh. So we definitely, so we definitely st- smoked all five of those cigars in the, in one day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you're sm- if you're new to smoking and you're going, hey, how do I do this? Here's some words of advice: Don't inhale. We don't inhale cigars. We we accept the smoke and release it back into the wild, right? 
So that's an important thing. Don't inhale cigars. If you inhale cigars, you will be very sick because the amount of nicotine that you're consuming is significant. Or right? your lungs will hurt really bad the next day. Yeah, you can burn. You can burn. You know. So that's important to know. And then the second thing is 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 um, that I'd love to tell people is make sure that you light that your cigars are lit evenly. A cigar that's not lit evenly will not taste good. So before we get into some more fun stuff, so give me give me some friendly facts about um, how should I cut it? Should I bite it? Should I use a certain type of cutter? When I light it and you say light it evenly, is there a particular way that I should light it? I mean, if, if you're going real, like, like I, I kind of, when I have a nice cigar, like if I'm having a really, if I'm treating myself, I'm going to treat myself. If I'm going to treat myself, I light the cigar, I toast the foot before I cut it. Hmm. So before I cut a cigar, I will, if I'm having a nice one, I will burn the foot down a little bit. Right. Okay. So I'm like making sure it's perfectly even dark, toasty. Right. Then I cut it. And the reason for that is, is I want, I don't want to be pulling the flame into the tobacco leaves too far down so that it tunnels or it burns unevenly. Right. I want it to burn even because I know that if I burn it evenly, it's going to taste right. You know? And so a good way, good, good habit to practice is to toast the foot first and then cut your cigar. When it comes to cutting, I, well, there's no right or wrong when it comes to a lot of it, with the exception of if you are, if you are partaking in a, in a, in an aged cigar, my advice is, that's yes, that's a delicious. It might, if you're, if you're partaking in an aged cigar, my advice is not to, um, I'm a big believer in straight cuts on aged cigars. And I'm a big believer on in straight cuts on smaller ring gauge cigars. And the reason for that is 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 the the, the narrower the cigar, the tighter the roll. Okay, and it's harder to get a good draw from it already, mm. right? So it's it, it's it's already you're already fighting an uphill battle with that, right? So if you can get a, a more even amount of airflow, the wider the airflow, the better. Right. If you're smoking bigger ring gauge cigars, by all means, punch the heck out of it. Right. Do a nice little punch. You can punch it with a T. You can bite it and do whatever. Right. But the key is, is if you're going to if you're going to smoke a cigar, if you're going to take the time to smoke a cigar, take the time to make sure that you can enjoy it by getting a good amount of airflow. I, I was cigar. trying to explain that earlier when I was holding these cigars up, but you did it so much more eloquently. <laughs> I mean, words. next thing, next thing you know, next thing you know, you'll start singing. I mean, you never know. Word, oh word, words are hard. Oh boy, you, you, you never know. You'll start. you'll start singing next. I love it. So hit, uh, hit me with some fun stuff. All right, some fun stuff. Um, other other than your course, uh, oh, did you see Hunter today? I did. I saw Hunter today. I played with Hunter this morning. Uh, who won this afternoon? Hold on, hold on, um, whoa, 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 whoa! Before you tell me who won, was there any money on the on the match? There's always money on the match. Okay, and I the reason need... is yeah. the reason is is because um, I don't play golf. Um, I don't play golf uh, just to just to swim arms around. If I'm gonna play golf, I want to compete because okay. competition breeds excellence, right? And I'm sitting with a great specimen here, who who you know, got our golf bench. Oh, that's that's bench with no T, baby. That, that's bench, bench, no tea. bench with bench. Um, excuse me, bench with no T. Bench with no T. Um, so, so uh, it, we had a good match today. It was me and the golf bench versus Hunter and another uh, aspiring uh, aspiring uh, tour player, uh, Parker awesome. Haynes. 
and uh, we did best them. Um, Ooh. Well, no. Do we do we go even? Oh, we tied. Sorry, we tied. They won the front. We won the back, and we pushed the total. Yeah, best eight American in this little old club builder from Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by, the, by the way, we do need a proper session with uh, with the golf bench yep. on the show. So tell him uh, yep. I'll be we'll, we'll be scheduling something over the next few I weeks will. to uh, have a proper, proper session. Yeah, so we had a great time with Hunter. Hunter's, Hunter's been – he took some time off and then uh, started practicing again. He had a wrist injury for a bit, and then he came back. He's getting ready to rip and roll, man. He's playing really well. So nice. it's, uh, it's fun to are play you, with him. Are you drinking Eagle Rare, by the way? I am drinking some Eagle Rare. I'm, I'm drinking an Eagle Rare. It's a um, it's a barrel pick from Parkway mm. Parkway Liquor Store in up in Tennessee, up where you were watching, uh, watching, yeah. or, watching Drew Holcomb up that way. Those, their barrel, the Eagle Rail Barrel Picks, man. That's another one that's like sneaky. Wonderful, good. wonderful. Yeah. Like they're usually they're usually different. I like them because most barrel picks are usually different than the main, and I like that. I, I would agree. Yeah. So, so you answered my question. So you would always go barrel pick versus just uh, stock on the shelf. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. Right. Like as I'm buying barrel picks over over everything else. Yeah. Like I, there's a lot of times I'll go into stores, even over a lot of allocated stuff. Like I'm not. Yep. I've got. I've had the EH Taylor. I don't need that. Like I, I'd take a. I'd take a barrel pick of 1792 foolproof every day and twice on Sunday over anything else like that. I got one. I'll bring you know? the sweetens next time we play. Yeah. Yeah. It's my jam. That's, or so or the next time I come down to uh, when I come down to Florida, there's a little. There's, there's a, a little, sweet, little Florida swing. There, there's a sweet little spot we got to check out. I think the grow in is. Uh, I think the grow in is complete. Got to got to see what's going on with some of the other. Stuff, Somebody played but, it yesterday. Somebody played it yesterday that I'm that uh, we uh, we know well and um, uh, little cabin citrus and uh, they said it it's, it's looking prime. delightful. PGA Parsky, if you're listening along until this point, uh, that that's me calling. So answer the phone, <laughs> or, or at least a text message. So we we need to get some dates. We make that happen. You 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 set it up. You you stay over here at Southern Hills. Uh, bring bring Dan. Have some fun. We we got four bedroom bills for a few hundred bucks a night. It'll All be right. a great time. So we we can get that one. Goal. All right, that that's easy enough. All right, so uh, what? Did you, so speaking of, you, you mentioned some allocated stuff and, you know, yep. did you, uh, are you a bourbon hunter? And if you are, and, and, or if you're just a casual bourbon hunter, do you find it? Did you find anything good over what I would call this allocated season? Yeah, silly season. So, yeah. um, I am a bit of a bourbon, I'm a bourbon collector because I don't ever, like I, I drink everything I buy. Right. So, uh, and, and that's not a knock on people. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for people. I open everything. I open it all. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for people collecting and wanting to keep stuff just like cigars. Like I've, I've got, I've got a, a cedar chest filled with probably 10 or 12 boxes of cigars that I've had for three years or more. So I'm all for like getting your stuff and you can do whatever you want with it. You buy it, you do it. Right. But for me personally, with bourbon in particular, bourbon rye, whiskey in general, I like to drink it and I have very little patience to wait for it. So I like to drink it now. Um, and so I will usually this season I got, what did I get this season? So I got, um, uh, let me think here. I got three different bottles of, of, uh, I got a nice bottle of Willet. 
purple mm-hmm. top, which is wonderful. Nice. Um, I got three different proofs of Will It Rye. I got, um, I now have eight different barrels of Old Kirk. Ooh, barrel bo- barrel have pits you, of Old have Kirk. You, have you, I mean, eight would be, I don't know if I would line all eight up at once, but I would probably do we four. We did. So course, we did. Of course I would. Oh, of course I would. Uh, yeah, of course you would. We did. So right after I got back, was right. No, right before. Right, when was it? Right before. No, it was right after. Right after I saw you um, for uh, ugly, ugly sweater. Sweater. Yeah. I came back and my buddy flew into town from Texas and he's never had Old Kirk and he's always wanted it. It's hard to get it down in Texas and. Um, so he was like, Hey, you know, do you have a bottle? And I just laughed and I brought all eight out and I was like, guess we're having a sampler tonight. Right. <laughs> so we had, uh, the bottles that I have, the picks I have range from 120, I think 124 all the way up to 138 point something. And did it ever get too hot for you? No, because it, uh, allegedly it's some some company named Willet that that helps. We know uh, we know source. what it is. Yeah, so so Willet helps source all that. So I think so. None of it is overwhelming, but I think what is interesting is you can absolutely tell the ones that are rye and the like high rye and the oh, ones sure. that are that are bourbon. And yeah. I've got one that I got from um, McScrooge's up in uh, up in Knoxville. I got in Knoxville. Okay. I got yeah, I screwed up in Knoxville. I bought two cases because I liked it so much. And and it's a, it's hundred and twenty seven point nine and it legit tastes like white gummy bears. I'll and it is the most the unbelievable next we, thing. Next time we get together and whether you like it or I'll, not, I'll trade you something. Yeah, yeah I'll trade I, you something. I've got I, I picked up a lot of blue label uh wellers, so I'll trade you a bottle Oh yeah, I'll trade you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I got enough of it. It is so good. It's the most, it's, 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 I always tell people, it's probably my go-to bottle that I tell people to go buy. It's $124 worth every penny. Cause it's the only time you're going to get a chance. Most, most people to try something that's potentially got the funk that, that will it's famous for. Right. So outside of a, a lot of like, if you, the Hirsch yellows are pretty good, the new Hirsch stuff, I did pick up a, what was the Hirsch one? The, the they finished it in something. It was the red label cognac uh, barrel. Uh, yeah, I barrel thought it was like, a, like a weird, like a. Armin, it was a weird thing. Armin yeah, it was like one of those things, Amberano or some bullshit. Amberano or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's really good. I'm a huge rare character fan. I love Pablo. Um, um, I love. I love the history behind rare characters. So I, I, I got two of those this year. I was able to pick up a, the, the cathedral barrel pick of that. That was a big win for Christmas. Nice. So I got a few. I got awesome. a few. Yeah. Those are good. Those are good. I, I, all those are good. Yeah. All those are good. Uh, they're, they're not what I drink all the time though. I drink JW, JTS, JTS Brown. I drink, um, rye three. I drink, rye three. um, man, rye, I, dude, uh, Karthik is a yes. special human being. He, yeah. He's doing. I he's, mean, yeah, we got to get him back on the show. He uh, and and everything dude, he, he does, does is. Uh, I haven't had anything yet. It, it's very the cigar blend is so good. The cigar <laughs> blend is amazing. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, that's right there. Super it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Karthik. I love what he's doing. So I drink a lot of right But probably my go tos are JW Damp, a uh, hundred. JTS brand, which by the way tastes like honey roasted peanuts. They're all and JTS brand. They're all bottle and bond. They're all bottle and bottle. They're all bibs. 
JTS Brown tastes like maraschino cherries to me. Um, the hundred. What about what about um, a what about a yellow and green label? It's got. Uh... Oh man, there's 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 a little <laughs> bit of that out there. There's a little bit of that. Just I I enjoy I enjoy some of that. I've got what was the one you gave me? What was the what was the purple one you did? Um, I stole it from you at. Uh, uh, oh, that was. Uh... At the place that has no members, at the small batch. What was the? It was the one. It was the fourth. Was the U.S. Open? Oh, one of our picks there, Cal. It was your. It was the pick you guys did for. I think it was the U.S. Open, or it might have been British. I'm trying to remember which one it, it was. It wasn't a rye three pick. It no, was, it was a. Uh, it was the short bottle. Uh, a peerless. Um, peerless, maybe. Yes, peerless. Holy, uh, was it peerless? I'm thinking now. Hold on. It could have been. It's a squarish bottle. Squarish. No, it's a round bottle. Clover. No, the round bottle is the short round bottle is peerless. Then it was peerless, and that thing absolutely bangs. Mm. Like that one. That was the. It was the one that you brought in for uh, that we opened with Matt. I know. I swear. But it was right I, around that time. I think it was the McKenzie that was finished in a cider barrel. That's no, that's what it was. Yeah, it, it wasn't something I'd ever heard of. Yeah, you brought it in, and both Matt and I were like, "Of course, we're gonna try it." Finger, <laughs> and, Finger Lakes it, Distilling, yeah, Finger Lakes Distilling. That's what it was. It was super different. It wasn't a main brand. I was, I was, I was like, "Peerless doesn't make sense because yeah. it wasn't a main, it wasn't a name yeah. brand." No, no, no. I'd never heard of it, and it was so, it, it's so it, good. I stole it from you there. No, it, it, yeah, it, I've got I've got a nice little collection. Yeah, it was, uh, and, and not only was it. I mean, it was really good, but it was also like it was very dangerous. Is how I would frame it. Yeah, super dangerous. Yeah, yeah. The, the last one I'll tell you that I think is worth hunting for um, is if you can find. There's two pin hooks mm. that are twenty. There's a 2018 uh, rye that's a blue top, and it's the it's the barrel. It's the cast strength, and it's there's a hard rye guy, and there's a rye humor. The orange top. And, no, no, it's a, it's a blue. It's the all rye. It's the high, and it's blue a cash strength guy. The blue top, and it is out of this flipping world. I've got seven or eight bottles of it. I buy it anywhere I find it. It's, it's like fifty bucks, and it's. I'm pretty sure it's MGP. Um, it, it, I mean, the, it it was. I think he was blending everything at like Castle and Key, but he was buying it from yeah, because it, they had MG from, uh, yeah. Castle and Key hadn't released their stuff yet. So that's yeah. right, that's right. And the new distillate from Castle and Key is okay. The second batch is better than the first, but I mean, you know, what do I know? I, I, it hasn't grown on me yet. Um, mm-hmm. They they've got uh, they got a lot of things coming up and coming for them, but uh, the the Castle and Key I've got. Um, we need our guy to send us some more more stuff to sample. Uh, All right. Well, I got a I got a killer question for for y'all because this is birdies this is a birdies question, not a bourbon question. Uh, I, I made Ooh. two birdies in twenty twenty three. Hey, congrats! Hey, you know what? Congratulations on the birdie count. That that's maybe <laughs> two more than a lot of people made. <laughs> two birdies. Okay, Kyle had two birdies in twenty twenty three. Tell the golf bench not to be it's laughing solid. over there. He is solid. Better than, better than most is what he said. Better he said better than, than most. That's true. That's true. Right. So, so here's a birdie's question for you. Who is going to fill out John Rahm's team on live? Mm. Boy, that's a hot one. Uh, there, there's a man that goes by uh, his, his first name starts with an X. Mm. The X man. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's very possible. So, because you, you uh, and we just talked about this earlier earlier today. Uh, and I, by the way, the, the it was the PGA. Um, it was rebel. That's what it was. It was, it was the rebel. rebel. It was rebel. It was a rebel. It was that was rebel. purple, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's yes. It was. it was rebel. We did have the McKinsey though, and it was good. Um, we did have the McKinsey also. Uh, so I think that I think that Xander could really go because he just uh, he did Adidas just dropped him, mm-hmm. or he just That's dropped Adidas. However you want to look at it. Yeah. sign. Cantley, he just moved over to late last year. Did he move over to, I want to say, I don't think it was Callaway. He definitely lost Goldman Sachs. Yep. He lost Sachs Goldman or- Sachs, and he and he was renegotiating. They were in neg- renegotiations of Titleist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so. That's I, I don't out of, outside of Xander. I mean, if they're going to refill, I don't think it's going to be Matt Wolf. I think Matt is like gone, gone. I think they're going to. I mean, I know he's still kind of floating around out there. So he got the, traded. So so Wolf got traded to the he goats, did. and he he's going to be. That could end up being a great project for Bubba. <laughs> um, and, and and I mean that like if you could get that guy back to 80% of what he's capable of, holy yes. crap. And, and who in the world is better at understanding how to deal with mental demons good point. than, than Bubba Watson? That's good I point. Mean, you know, that guy, that guy's special at that. And I think that he's taken on that kind of a role on that team. You know, I do think the captaincy idea where these guys are like actually caring or giving a crap about the guys on their team is pretty cool. It is. Um, but, you know, I think I think Xander could be one. I th- I, my personal opinion, I think Xander can't lay. And then... Um, what about Jason Day? So I was wondering with the Malbon thing, but I don't think so because I don't think he's I don't think his game's ready for it yet. And I think he knows that he can still... He had a good year if, last if year. these guys leave... Yeah, if these so so the the more guys that leave to go to spend more time and live, the more guys that have an opportunity at the top to top ten on the PGA, right? Yeah, like you look at you look at Camilo Vajegas, you look at Jason Day last year, you look at Ricky Fowler's revival, yep. you look at some of these guys that were on the fringes, right? You take out 30, 40 players that they're competing against that, without a doubt, are top hundred and fifty players in the world, right? It becomes a little bit more, a little different, right? But I think it, I really think they're going to get a kid. Could it be a Vajegas? I, I, I think it could. It be. could be a Vajegas. I, I could see a Vajegas on could. that team. Like, I, I mean, there's some there's some wild ones, man. Like, I do think it's going to be fun to see what happens, and and I think that the PGA Tour is going to be just as viable this year. I mean, people who are turning this into something, and I think don't get me wrong, there's enough, there's a lot of crap about it, right? And a lot of it stinks, but a lot you of it's really I, good. Who I wish it was, I wish it was Eric Cole. <laughs> I, I, man, I, that I, guy. I, I, no shit, though, Heck man. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 what early thirties. He's been he's been grinding he's for so fucking close. years. He's been grinding for forever, and, and, and he and he's here and now to show up at Century. Yeah. If his agent hasn't already sent them something and say, and I'm I'm sure he's he not should. hurting for money, but if his agent has already sent over the fucking waiver and said, hey, how would you like to have who should have been the player of the year and yep. who is currently the rookie of the year on yep. the live tour you're you're out of your mind man you're out of your mind i agree your mind. and and that that's what i was just going to say i feel like they need a young like 
they need somebody that they need they need some of the young bucks. I do think they're gonna get the dude from Georgia Tech when it's all said and done. Um, what's that guy's name? Big tall guy plays at Georgia Tech, and he's staying AM for another year. Um, but he keeps uh, playing in pro tournaments. But he's yeah, committed to staying yeah, yeah. AM. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know you're talking. About. So, so, so I, I could see him going in a year or so, right? But I mean, there's just going to be really interesting to see what happens in golf. Also, Century Tournament of Champions is one of my favorite tournaments of the year. Just, just you know, fun fact. Masters Light. Um, dude, hot take. I think it's one of the best events every year. Yeah. And like, if you think about like how many good moments JT had there and, you know, like you start going down the line, Bubba before that. Right. And some of these guys, yeah, Stuart uh, Appleby. Oh my Lamp- God. Lamprich, yeah. Lamprich, 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 Lamprich is what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. in a year he can go. So, I mean, I think Century's always good. I like that it tailors into to Wiley. Wiley's a great course. I've been able to play that. It's a cool place. Do you think they discounted it? Do you think they discounted the Tournament of Champions? Because the only reason, I shouldn't say the only, but one of the main reasons that they've now invited, that it is no longer the Tournament of Champions, and they're now inviting the top 50, is because they don't have enough fucking champions to show up to fill a field that's going to... Agreed. I mean, they Agreed. they, they kind of do, but they've, they've had to dilute what this thing was and this is going to dovetail into the next thing that you're going to tell us about is uh, like the face of the PGA Tour well let me rephrase let, let, let me let me recant the face of the PGA Tour he said that he's going to try and play a tournament a month I don't know that that means a tournament a month. I think it means he's going to show up to a tournament a month and participate. However, the other face of the PGA Tour, that was the martyr that you you Mm -hmm. can look at it as he allowed himself to be. You could look at it as he he didn't understand what was happening, and maybe there were false promises and hope. He never shows up out there. What does that say when your star guy that is 100% qualifies for this uh, what are they, right. elevated, escalated, and and it's a th- he, he doesn't need the money, but it's seven hundred and fifty points for the cup. It's three point five million dollars if you win. It's a no cut event, so you're not going to get to go and show up for a couple days and vacate. I get that, but I mean, I, I don't. It, it's confusing to me that the face, or allegedly the face of the PGA Tour doesn't show up to this event when he's qualified to play. So what do I think about that? I think that it demonstrates even further that the PGA tour struggles to understand the dynamics of having a season. Yeah, sure. hundred percent. If their season, if their season started two, two or three weeks before the masters and ended with the last tournament of the year at the British open, and then every other tournament was an exhibition type or was a, a points getter type or a qualifier. I mean, can, imagine what they could do, man. If they did if they did that as the actual PGA Tour season and they allowed the Corn Ferry to own the rest of the year, people would give a crap about Corn Ferry golf. Th- think about and think so about would sponsors this. and so would sponsors. That, that, that's where I'm heading. Think about this. So Nike Golf, it looks like Nike Golf is removing themselves from the PGA Tour. 
Mm-hmm. Or, or they're slowly removing themselves from the PGA. They're not removing. I can tell you firsthand, they're not removing themselves from golf. No, 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 no. If anything, they're putting themselves in a position to go straight to live and buy a team. Is what they're going to do. So they're going to slowly remove themselves. And as the, you know, the, Scotty Scheffler may never go to live. Now, Scotty Scheffler may play in an event that's co-sanctioned with Lib once they get to some kind of agreement, but they're never right. going to remove themselves from Lib. Rory McIlroy, this thing is so deep. Like that's a they can really. And I'm I, I'm no doctor, you know this, um, yeah. and I'm not a professional at anything. But like this whole episode of dragging his, I, I mean, they kind of they. I mean, he they drug him through the mud. He now should he have a better team around him that puts like, hey, man, we can't do this and we can't do that. But ultimately, he's the CEO of his company. So if he wants to do something, he's going to friggin' do it, right? And Well, you know, some today, he talked about how he was a little short-sighted with, with it today. I, I don't blame I don't blame him. Yeah, well, right. Dan's, Dan's a good Irish yeah, fella, yeah. so he knows yeah, exactly what's going fused, on here. A little short-fused, yeah. But, but that was like, well, not everybody's a, a Tiger Woods and a Roy McAvoy. And I'm like, well, really, John Rahm just didn't win a Masters? Something you're dying to win to complete complete the career grand grand slam and you haven't done it yet come on it's true yeah i think i i I agree with you i think it'll be the the idea so i have a very different take than and that's no disrespect to to our boys at at nlu because you know i love them no lineup boys i love our school i love love everybody else but the benefit of free of, of a free press and a free media is that you get to have different opinions so I have a very just different opinion than them. And I do not think that this will fracture golf. I think it's going to galvanize golf. And I think it's going to become very interesting to see over the next few years, how much bigger it gets. I'll, I'll use a good example locally, right? So uh, we played a course last week. What day was it? Friday. We played white hair. It is a course that is Sorry. like, like it's a golf now course. Okay. And I'm not pre on about what I play. Don't get me wrong. But this is oh, a golf shit. now course, right? Well, yeah, it's true. I'm a little bit pre <laughs> Yeah, it's, but, but it's a $50 golf course, okay? You ready for this? They had 180 players that had teed off and played before 1.30 p.m. Jeez. Pretty good. When I got there, there was no carts. The GM came and got a cart for me, and he looked at me, and he goes, I don't know what's going on. I've never had this much play at this golf course. Wow. So I don't want to hear from everybody telling me that it's the end of the golf as we know it. It's not. It's going to galvanize. I mean, changing anything changes everything. And what wasn't working was the PGA Tour as it was. And everyone on both sides would agree that changes had to be made. Yep. Rory's admitted as much. Tiger has. Everybody has, right? It was never going to change until something, until somebody changed something, right? And whether it's the disruption that Liv caused and and we'll see the PGA to arise to a new level because of it, or whether it's the opportunity Liv created to see a different kind of golf and one that is way more common in college and high school athletics than anything that we see on the PGA Tour, right? that is something that I can see because I, I know what that's like, right? Or my friend that I play with has played high school golf and he knows what that's like, right? And these kids growing up can see themselves doing that because that's how they play their tournaments and they have six guys in five count, right? Like when, when you start to think about how that aligns to the future of the growth of the game, it's much better. 
And and I think that, that we're in for a treat to see what the next three years is going to create. I, I think we're in for a treat as soon as uh, there's going to be there's going to have to there'll be, be some, some fireworks along the way. There's going to have to be uh, some new management. I wouldn't call it leadership whatsoever. It is definitely well. They better they better get a new CEO. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, the the administrative side of things are going to have to change, or it's going to uh, it, it's it's going to derail itself. So, can you believe we'd ever get to a place where we thought Tim Finch Tim Fincham was a good leader of the PGA Tour? <laughs> <laughs> like real talk. Can you can you believe yeah. that we're in a place where we're like, hey man, can we get to, hey Tim? You still available? Come on back. We'll take it. We got a spot for you. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, that's all right. Sorry. So the tournaments, we I know we got to let you go. So you got to uh, you yeah, got bounce. You, you get stuff to do. Uh, but hold on. So what tournaments are you looking forward to playing this year at uh, allegedly this little podunk spot up in uh, Midsummer so Skirmish is my favorite event of the year. I'll all be right. there with bells on. I'll, I'll be there with my family. My my advice to anybody that's listening that likes Sweetens Cove, come to Midsummer Skirmish. I may bring my bring family. your family. Yeah. Yeah, bring bring the Korean. Come on now. I will like, bring like, the Korean. Like, let, let's let let's let's have a time. Let's do it. Bring your let's family. Come out. Have a great time. Midsummer scrimmage is, is an absolute hoop. I'm excited to go to the skeet this year. I'm excited to go to. I mean, ugly sweaters always good, but I'm, the ones I'm most excited about: midsummer skirmish, skeet open. Um, and other turn other two tournaments that we can't ah, speak of on this uh, on this site. We can't talk about that, but those those two, of course. I think the Olympics could be really good this year too. I haven't hmm. done the Olympics, so I don't know that one yet. So maybe. and and that's a that's a that's a revisitation of of an old event, and and they brought it back in a cool way this year, and it's an Olympic year, and so that's always fun, and so I think that those are those are the, the three or four I'm most excited about. What other than uh, we're going to go see PGA Parski down uh, in your neck of the woods? Oh. What uh, what are you most what course are you most excited to travel to, and uh, and play this year? Um, so this year I'm going to get to go play. Um, I'm going to get to go play Oak Hill. I'm going to get to go play TPC Toronto, and I'm going to get to play DGC on the same trip. Wow. And that's going to be a hell of a trip. Is anybody so hosting a that. tournament at one of those places that we know? Uh, DGC is Rocket Mortgage every year. So that'll be there. Um, uh, Rocket Mortgage event. The one, well, did Ricky win that one last year? I'm going to no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the King Collective on uh, in a week or two. So are you, is that, yeah, I'm a little is excited about his. I'm a, I'm a little excited about his. His up at, his up at, up uh, at, at, at I don't know if I can go to it yet just because of timing, but okay. um, I'm planning. I'm hoping to. I'll say I'm, I'm hoping to, um, as always. And then um, courses. I can't wait to go play Barnwell. Um, that's a course I can't wait to go play. We, we already talked about Cabot. Yeah, yeah. Chuck's over here. Cabot, man. We can't, we can't wait to go play Cabot. I know, PGA, I know. We, PGA go Parsky Golf Bench. Pipe, pipe. The one that, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alworth will be. Oh, I didn't think about that, too. Alworth's going to be this year. So that's top five for me. Uh, I'm going to play Ooh, get to play Alworth. Nice. Um, Panther Nationals on my list. Um, I want to go play there. All right. So, yeah. Uh, and then Charleston Muni. Shout out to the Munis of the world. Ooh. I've never gotten to play Charleston Muni. And I'm excited. Selena, I'm excited to see what the Brian Bros are doing there. All South Carolina golf this year. 
cool, man. Nice, nice. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I've got a feeling we'll connect uh, in more places than sure. we have in the past. So, uh, so we'll see about that. Dan, do you have any questions? Do you have any uh, easy ones for? Him? Don't throw, don't throw anything crazy at him. Uh, I think you hit the majority of them, crazy. man. No, I think we've. Uh, no, I think you hit all the ones there. Yeah. Looking forward oh, to, to seeing you over at Sweetens as well. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't wait. Yep. Cigar Don, uh, I mean, appreciate you. Find him at uh, Slab Cigar Club. Yeah, at, at Slab okay. Cigars or at the dot cigar dot Don. There's only the, the uh, you know, there's more than one Don, but there's only the Cigar Don. Um, cigar Don. So these the dot cigar dot Don, um, and then uh, yeah, if you guys have questions, you know, I mean, and, uh, you know, if anybody has any questions on, on cigars or want want you know want to know about specific types of ones to go look for when they're at a local humidor, shop from your local brick and mortar, love them, uh, support them. Uh, if you want, you know, I get people that literally Facetime me every day, two or three times a day. I'm in a humidor. What do I buy? Feel free, DM me. Tell me what you want, what you're thinking about, what you like. Um, start with your favorite cereal, and we'll go from there. Oh, good deal. Hey, he, he's a he's a real guy. He's a whole lot of fun, and he's yeah, got a damn good friend that builds some damn good golf clubs. He so does build some good golf clubs, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> uh, we'll get him Ryan, too. Good to see you, brother. Thanks, Let's do it again, Appreciate man. You. All right, talk to you. All right, cheers. Bye.